All right, guys. Well, first off, I want to welcome you to today's Battle Mastermind. And for those of you who are listening in, the way that this works is I bring on some amazing guests and, uh, you know, we just battle. We go at it and we, you know, treat everyone listening as if you guys are flies on the wall. And we use this time to ask each other questions. And then what we do is we open up the line at the end and uh, allow you guys to ask some questions. And uh, we have some fun. So this is just a great time for all of us to get better and, uh, you know, really help our businesses. So today I'm extremely excited because uh, I'm able to actually connect with and mastermind and battle a little bit with um, a person that I've followed for years, um, is responsible for probably, I mean, I, you know, you throw these numbers out there, but there's certain people where you can kind of throw them around and you're like, eh, I don't know, but this is a person where I can throw these numbers around and feel confident 100% that he's responsible for, I would say, over 90% of a lot of the top leaders today um, in the way that they run their businesses and the way that they were influenced from the very beginning. Um, this is an individual that's generated you know, well over eight figures, and there's no doubt that I'm sure he'll be in that nine-figure category before it's all said and done. Um, I've had the chance to share a stage with him and um, connect with him at um, several events. Um, just a real cool guy always. One thing I will, will say about this individual before I tell you who he is is every time I've met him, and I don't even know if he even knows this, but the first time I met him, he probably had no idea who I was, but he treated me as if he did. Uh, came over, said what's up, hung out at the bar, was just so humble uh, for you know the impact and the person that he is. So um, that's the, the um, impression that I had from the very first time I met him. And uh, also, I really enjoyed him in the movie Troy and in the movie Fight Club. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, he looks a little like Brad Pitt. I always joke a little bit about that. But anyways, man, I just want to say hello and welcome to Mr. Tim Irway. What's going on, man? What's happening, my brother from another mother? Wow, Brad Pitt, huh? <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, I'm, I'm sure you've heard that before. No, actually, that's that's the first. Um, really? I'm, I'm going to let you know right now that I don't think I can fit through my front door because my ego just exploded. <laughs> well, well hey, it, it should. It's well, it's well uh, <laughs> worth it based off the looks and the results so, that you've gotten on right in on. your business. Well, so that's awesome, that. man. Thanks no problem. So listen, I want to kind of jump right into it, and uh, I just want to let you know that you are in the battle zone and anything goes, and uh, we can only pray that you make it out alive. So... Um, so you've been you, warned. You do a nice introduction. You butter me up. And <laughs> put me in front of a firing squad. Is basically <laughs> that's how we do it, man. Keep it real in the battle zone. Well, listen, right. I wanted to just real quick, kind of just you know let everyone know your your story, and then we'll kind of jump into some of the tough questions and have some fun. Absolutely, man. Sure, I'll I'll give you the brief version, or as brief as I can possibly make it, and uh, just let everyone know that uh, my introduction to entrepreneurship uh, was anything but graceful anything but easy. Um, it was actually pretty violent and, uh, you know, well, full of a lot of misery. But let me just back up a little bit. Um, I actually was a high school dropout. I couldn't make it in regular high school. Got kicked out of regular high school. Went to continuation high school. Uh, didn't even make it through continuation high school, which was only a half of a day. So I was not very motivated. I had a problem with authority and I really wasn't going very far. So I knew I had to make some sort of change. And the interesting thing was, is even at that age, I was very independent. I had already been introduced to entrepreneurship. I knew I didn't like the system, so to speak. And uh, I just didn't want to be a part of it. But unfortunately, I was a little, the pendulum was a little bit far over on the, the uh, defiance side, if you will. And so I knew I needed to, to do something better with my life. So I did enlist in the military and the Coast Guard. Did, did my four years. Uh, it, was, it was interesting. It was a good experience for me. It helped me with a lot of the, the character flaws that I had and got out, was a firefighter medic. So I went from, like, underachiever to having something to prove because I felt like, I guess I just felt like I wasn't good enough, so I had to prove to the world that I could do, that I could be more. And so I, I turned into an overachiever, uh, you know, became, got certified as a firefighter, a medic, did all that stuff, but I knew that I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I knew that that was my, my dream. And so got out of the military, got joined the fire department, did that for a little while, and decided, you know what, I need to go back and follow my dream of being an entrepreneur. And so I did. I went back to California, and I tried several things. I tried network marketing not once, but twice my companies that I joined got shut down by the FTC. So basically I was joining some kind of shady uh, uh, network marketing companies, I didn't really have the 
the the discernment to really choose uh, between you know or to see the difference between a scam and a and a, a real company that had a real uh, you know viable uh, marketing plan and and so I just I, I really just had some bad experiences with that. I went full time. I spent all my money. I put tens of thousands of dollars on credit cards. Uh, that didn't work out for me. I tried selling insurance, but I was terrible at that. So frankly, at that point of my life, being in my in my twenties. Uh, my life sucked. I had a, a baby on the way. Uh, I hated what I was doing. I was uninspired. I was unhappy. I was broke. I was miserable. And I wanted more. And I'm sure a lot of people listening to this right now can relate with that. And so maybe the question that you know a lot of people ask is, what turned it around for me? And really, there were there were a few things. One is determination. Uh, and I'd say that you know determination is it's hugely important. Uh, and really just my will, unwillingness to give up and persistence was what led me to my breakthrough. But ultimately, it was actually getting mentorship and getting help from those who paved the way, those who'd come before me. And so that those the, the combination of those things right there uh, have led to my successes. And I have a pretty amazing life today. I have four awesome, amazing kids. I have plenty of time to pursue my passions. I'm into martial arts, I like riding motorcycles, I like traveling, I like gaining more knowledge. In fact, I've got a mastermind I'm attending here very shortly uh, in Mexico. So I really enjoy what I do. I live my life to the fullest. And I love what I do. And professionally, I've had the opportunity, as Vince said, to coach and train and advise some of the top entrepreneurs in Internet marketing, network marketing, uh, direct sales, affiliate marketing. So I've, I've helped a lot of people have success, and that's really what gives me the most satisfaction, what's most gratifying to me is really that ripple effect and being able to impact so many people through helping some leaders really just you know, gain a reach in the marketplace and get their messages out to the world of, of hope and inspiration and really just the, the message of more. There's more opportunity out there than, than anyone knows, and anyone here, everyone listening to this, has the ability to tap into that. So that's my message to the world, and, and so through a decade, over a decade of building businesses, I found we all have our natural strengths and gifts, and I guess I call them natural, but really they're inclinations and tendencies that with, with practice can be nurtured into gifts. And so what I like to do, and my passion today, is to help people step into those gifts to really nurture those natural talents that they have and become the leaders that they, have, that they, that they can be and really get their message out to the world and share their dreams and hopes and 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 get and inspire inspire more people to have to step out of mediocrity and to into the into success and so that's what I get to do on a daily basis and it's pretty darn awesome. It's awesome, man. And then you have inspired a lot of people, and it's a, and you know that's the thing that I want everyone to know is I mean he's this is one of those things where he started off and it was it was tough. I mean he was in a couple of companies that went under. And he didn't quit. I mean, I actually had to write a post yesterday on my inside of my group, and it was a person that was setting up an ad, and it was getting disapproved. And they set up one ad, and they were ready to quit. And I was like, man, if one ad get, getting disapproved makes you quit, then you're in the wrong business. You know, it's just everyone goes through a lot of struggle and failure, and, and that's life's biggest lesson. So, you know, my goal as an as an entrepreneur is I want to bring the best people together. You know, I don't care if we're – in similar opportunities and different opportunities. My whole thing is if you can provide value and someone gets more value from you or me or however, I just want to bring the best together. And, um, you know, we've been able to do that. And, you know, you've been able to be a part of some amazing opportunities and companies. Um, you know, a little, you know, if you, I'd love for you to kind of chat a little bit about magnetic sponsoring and how that got started. Um, and now you're doing EMP, which is another awesome system. Um, my first question for you, so we're going to go ahead and get into the battle. So you ready? You're all warmed up? Let's so, battle, baby. All Let's right, cool. This. All right. So my first question for you is obviously you've been a part of some awesome systems. You're growing an awesome company now. Um, you know, first off, what caused you – what caused my, net, my magnetic sponsoring to grow like it did and it's still growing as I'm aware of? And what did you learn from that that's helping you with um, Elite Marketing Pro today? Well, that's interesting because actually uh, Mike Dillard was one of my, my first really, really successful students. I'd had a few uh, students that came to me really just, you know, learning the ropes of online marketing in, in those early days. And that was actually when I was selling other things other than anything to do with business opportunities or anything like that. It was actually uh, educational, financial educational products, uh, also software. 
And so I built a couple of, of successes prior to working with Mike, and, and Mike really came on as uh, a student or, or somebody who wanted to, to take his message to the world. And he had this idea, this concept called attraction marketing. And uh, he wrote a book, and he actually sent me that book to review it. I kind of picked it up, looked at it, and said, oh, cool, great, threw it on the shelf. Didn't think much of it, uh, but really liked Mike, connected with him, and uh, watched him do some amazing things. And so after about six months of watching him crush it and go from you know, zero to you know, making a, a six-figure income pretty quick, I was impressed. So I picked that book up, I read it, and I was like, wow, this is good stuff. This, is really, this can change lives. And obviously he's walking, the, walking his talk. He's making things happen. So over the, the next year or two, I advised him, helped him. We launched a product together. Uh, that product did extremely well, actually uh, 3X'd his business uh, literally almost within two weeks. So it was, it was pretty cool. We had this idea. We went from concept to cash in the bank within a few weeks. So it was pretty amazing. So over the years, continued to advise him. He kept sending me these checks for the sales that came as a result of this product. I thought it was really uh, just super high integrity. We didn't have any agreements in place or anything like that, but he really felt like he wanted to continue to compensate me even past beyond the year that we had agreed on. I just thought the guy was just a stand-up guy, uh, super high integrity, and uh, just, you know, we continued to really build our friendships. We went on trips together, went to events together, and uh, it came to a point where he hit a threshold in his business where he felt stuck. And this happens to everyone at every level of business. I think when everyone's getting started, we feel stuck at the getting started place. Like Vince, that, that example of the person that was trying to get the Facebook ad. And a lot of times we just don't know what to do. And when we get so stuck, it's like we, we get to, to this point where something's got to give. And uh, unfortunately for most people, what gives is their will and their determination, and they quit. But those that don't, they seek out help from people who've been there. And that's exactly what Mike did. And so Mike was, uh, didn't know how to scale his business at that time. So he asked for my help. A long story short, uh, we joined forces in 2007, went from 1 million to 4 million, 4 million the next year to over almost 7 million, and just had an amazing uh, few years of you know, running an awesome company and just changing lives and growing, you know, learning a lot of difficult lessons as well as uh, very valuable lessons today of you know, how to scale and grow quickly. And uh, so that's, that was our journey uh, many years ago. Uh, we've since then parted ways as far as magnetic sponsoring. Uh, I still support him. I still we talk all the time. We're great friends. We've just gone on to different uh, ventures, and uh, in fact, I, I'm actually uh, we're talking about another product he's launching very soon, which uh, I th I'm excited for him. I think it's going to be a, a fantastic uh, launch into a new arena that that's pretty neat, pretty neat. It's it's he he's on a mission too to change the world, and he's his mission is to change the world in so many ways. So the guy's a big thinker. And he's an amazing guy, and he's just a go-getter. So I really respect and love Mike. And I probably That's learned awesome. more from him than he learned from me. You know, my actual – I had a third question for you, but you kind of went into it, so I guess we can go ahead and lead into that one, even though I'm kind of doubling up on sure. you in the battle. But I guess I can do that because, you know – You I guess do what you want, show, man. So, this is yeah. your, your <laughs> so, battleground. <laughs> um, you talked about scaling the eight figures, and he didn't know how to do that. So actually, my, one of my questions is going to be, what are some of the tips to scaling an eight to an eight-figure business? because you've obviously experienced that. Um, and uh, do you have any tips on doing just that? How, like, What does a Absolutely. person do when they're stuck? Okay, awesome. Absolutely. And you know what? The interesting thing is, is, is getting stuck is pretty universal. It happens at every level. But getting unstuck and moving forward and scaling and growing changes depending on where you're at in business. So, for instance, going from zero to six figures is a completely different thing than going from six figures to seven figures and from a million to, say, five million or ten million. So it's a very different process that gets you unstuck. And so I'll start with, the, I'll start with something that's more relevant to your people, if that's cool. And I will start with my kind of seven tenets of what it takes to, to really create a six-figure income online. And I'm sure it's very similar to what you teach, Vince, because we have such um, similar vision and, and strategy and, and things like that. I've heard some of your trainings before. So I'm sure a lot of people have heard something very, very similar to this. And then I'll, I'll briefly cover some, some things about hiring and scaling that might be more applicable to the, to the two percenters or one percenters uh, on your list, if that's cool. Is that, is that all right if we awesome, do that? Awesome, man. Awesome. Yeah. Very cool. So I want to start with the very basic things that you really need to be able to have uh, in place in your business if you really want to get up to six figures, multiple six figures, and then scale to seven figures. 
And we're going to start and focus on the marketing aspects only because really what matters most when you're going from zero to a million dollars per year in revenue, the number one thing, the number one skill set that you need to understand is marketing. And the, the concept of minimum viable product and minimum effective dose and all that stuff is really, really important. But really the biggest, most important skill set is sales, sales and marketing. And really what you're trying to figure out in the beginning when you're getting started is how do I make sales, whether it's network marketing, affiliate marketing, you're selling your own stuff, uh, consulting, does not matter. It's universal marketing. It's something that's going to get you there. And that's what I love about uh, Vince is you focus on one aspect of marketing that's so important and then you teach the other aspects as well. But I'll go into the seven tenets or, or seven things that, that really guide uh, my training and coaching systems that we have and what's really led to, to many multiple six, seven, and eight-figure success stories. So number one, you must have clear and specific targeting parameters. You must be focused on who you are targeting. You must understand clearly who that person is, what their pains, fears, desires, uh, all that stuff is, and how it's, uh, what they're feeling. You must step inside the mind of your market, if you will. So one is targeting, and, and so one is must have clear and specific targeting parameters. Okay, number two for, for, for us and for every offer that we do, every business, every kind of niche, is you must have a compelling offer that solves a major problem. Okay, so solving problems is number two, and literally that is the, having the right message in front of the right eyeballs are, it's so crucial, and a lot of people screw this up because they don't dig into the who and what the problems are, and they try to instead focus on what their solution is, and they miss the most important thing, which is understanding what people really want and need. And so that's number two is making a, creating, having a compelling offer, whether you create it or find it, that solves a major problem. Number three, Everything is about generating leads. The first and most important and most critical conversion point is getting people onto your list. That list could be uh, Facebook marketing. It could be – it doesn't matter. You have an email list. It doesn't matter if you have a direct mail list. It doesn't matter if you have a social media list. They're all lists. So you have a multifaceted list-building approach. But it's, it's a universal concept of having a lead generation system. And what a lead generation system does is it allows you to create a communication feedback loop, if you will, with your best prospects, with your people, turning them from leads into hot prospects, prospects into customers, into business partners, into clients, whatever the case may be. So that leads me to number four, and that's the sales conversion process. Everyone, every company has a sales conversion process. Everything from a grocery store to, you know, bookstores on the street to Lawyers, offices, I don't care. They all have these things in place. They look different offline, but the concepts or principles are universal. So in the online world, what the sales conversion process must look like is some way that people can actually buy what you have. And there's two types of things that you can sell online. There's tangibles and intangibles. Most of what we call direct response marketing sells intangibles, so it requires more selling or more building up to that process of making a buying decision, which goes back to number one, which is who your market is, and number two, which is having a major, having a compelling offer that solves a major problem. And then number three is getting them to say yes and raise their hand, right? That's getting a lead generation system. And number four is a sales conversion process. And number five is you must have a process to increase your customer value over time. Now, if it's network marketing, fantastic. That's creating training and systems so that people stick and stay around and really, uh, you know, duplicate. If it's affiliate marketing, fantastic. It's more offers or more value that you can offer to, to your customers, to your referrals. If it's your own products and services, continuing to build out your sales funnel, uh, creating what I call premium value offers, which Vince, you do exceptionally well. So increasing customer value over time is, is number five. And number six, is you must have a sufficient source of quality prospects, which is one of the things I love about Mitts is you guys don't have just, you're not a one-trick pony. You have a lot of stuff. You're always experimenting, trying new things, or sharing that with your, your people. From what I hear, it's one of the best training programs. We have a lot of affiliates that promote our stuff and that promote your stuff, and they rave about how amazing your training is. So I, I appreciate that about you. And then finally, number seven is continually test, tweak, op optimize, and improve all aspects of your business. So improvement and optimization is crucial to staying on the cutting edge, to being number one in your market. And those are the seven tenets, really, if you will, of creating businesses that work, especially going from one to 
uh, $1 to $1 million. And, of course, moving on from there, however, there's a lot of other levels of complexity that come in going from $1 million plus, uh, which if we have time we can get into. If not, I totally understand <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's so powerful. That could be a, its its own post. You should definitely put something out just going through those. That's a ton of it. I can't wait to listen to that again. And just kind of to talk on, uh, on that topic, one of the things that I've realized from going from six to seven, which a lot of people don't think about when they're getting started. In the beginning, when you're starting out your business, it's really how do I get people in, and you're always thinking of new people. And when you to get to seven figures, you really have to have your mindset focused on both, not only new customer acquisition, but, again, how can you provide more value to the customers you have? And if you, somewhere in the middle, can have something that has continuity built in, it makes it a lot easier. So just kind of think about that. You've got your front-end customers, new customers. You've got your customers coming in. So a lot of times people go, they don't even pay attention. they got their customer. They're excited. They're happy. But that's when the game just begins. That's when you really want to just really provide as much value and as many opportunities for those people that are inside to get more. And then, like I said, somewhere in the middle, have something of continuity. So, you know, you could start off the month with more than you had the month before versus always looking for new dollars coming in. That would be an, just a, a, an example of getting the seven figures that I would throw in there as well. Um, Absolutely. Man, yeah, so do you, ha- how, do you have time? Because I like to keep it at 30. We can go a little over, then I won't rush you. I mean, we won't rush. We can kind of. No, no problem. Okay, awesome. All right, so do you do you have any uh, questions for me? Your turn. Yeah, man, absolutely. And uh, uh, let's see, I have I have a couple questions for you. Actually, I'll start with with the first one. Um, okay, so we're we're doing pretty well on Facebook. We're, we've got a way to go, but I think we're going in the right direction. We're, we're converting profitably. We're scaling up our ads. Everything's going good. But it's time for us to really start looking at other traffic sources. And there's a lot of things that we haven't tried yet. And there's things like Twitter ads that I heard you talking about before. There's YouTube advertising. There's solo ads, which we've done a little bit of. There's native advertising. There's banner posts. There's a lot of ways uh, to generate traffic. And if you were to really uh, – I'd be curious to know what you would recommend as a next step. And we're looking to really ramp up our traffic. We've got our conversions on the back end dialed in. And so I'd be curious to know what you would recommend uh, we do, we focus on next after we've cracked the Facebook code. Well, I think the the, the thing that we've really – really focused on, and this is something that I've, in in my mistakes, I actually put out a post yesterday, I think it was on some of my failures, and I should have had this one in there. One of the failures that I've had is I've always been, I've always taught traffic and training, and and people tend to do the strategy and either do well or do it once and get stuck and quit. So our focus was trying to create simple processes that we teach that we can get, let's say, 90% of our customer base implementing because if 90 percent of our customer base is implementing a simple new traffic method then that takes a lot of the pressure out of us always consistently trying to do and figure out all these new ways to scale i mean we're always going to be doing that but my focus was like okay what strategy are we doing that works well how can we get the bulk of our people doing it so we added something called affiliate school where we teach the level three members and two members specifically what to do, and that has been a huge transition right there in probably at least six figures a month just from members now getting results. And it's funny because we teach the traffic methods, but you just add something specific. Okay, this is what you're going to do to promote the system. It's like it was already in the back office, but because we have something focused on just that, it changed everything. So that would be the first thing I do because that when people ask me how do they scale their marketing, well, you have you have amazing customers. It's the same thing, right? If they're doing it and they're driving the traffic, it's just as if you're scaling as well. So that was something just internal we thought about. But what I would tell you for us, the biggest thing for me, and it's almost unfair to change our entire business, is just retargeting. Um, I honestly don't even look at the initial marketing as much as, I, as, as an important factor as I used to in terms of how did my initial Facebook click convert. What I'm looking for now in my initial upfront marketing is how targeted is that initial click. So, for example, I'm not really big on solo ads and things like that because, I, to be honest, I haven't figured out how to really get that to be as targeted 
and I'm, I like to consider myself more like a surgeon marketing, where I want to know that you have a, a pro, you're in a business, and I know that you have a problem with lead generation. So I spend my time really just going after those individuals. But my thought process and mindset behind everything I'm doing is no longer okay. I'm putting up this Facebook ad. Someone clicked it. They're in network marketing or direct sales. Did they buy? Did they opt in? I can care less, honestly, up front. My goal is to get as many of those people as, as low as possible, but build that custom audience, and that's where the game begins. So once I've found that the conversions, after they've seen that initial hit, if the message is right, which you do the best, probably anyone that I know in terms of when they hit your information, the story you tell, the copy you write is going to hit that nerve. The second time they see your information, that custom audience is where you want to like. That's where I focus now. And I've seen the conversions there or just night and day. And that's one of the things we're going to be talking about a lot of our live event. Hopefully, I mean, that's another conversation. You can come down for that. But we're going to be really focusing on this whole new concept that we've figured out um, that happens really on the back end after the person sees your initial offer. I mean, here's the deal. Like, it, you're, you know, we always want to own or get the lead because that's our biggest asset, our list. But at the end of the day, you know, if you build a custom audience or if you're building Facebook followers, you know, I would call that um, – you know, if you get the lead, that's the highest power of asset that you can build. Think of it as like precious metals. You've got, you know, different variations of clarity and this and that, but they're all valuable, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like you've got your lead, which is the highest, most, the, the best clarity, the best diamond you can get. But then you've got your Facebook followers, and, you know, they're still a diamond, but, you know, maybe it's a little, little you know, blurry, right? Because you don't own that asset. If Facebook shuts down, you lose it. But my point is, what we're really focusing on is building those custom audiences and really catering to the people that know, like, and trust us. And, do, and we've come up with some really creative ways to get them to really help us get that out to the world even more. So we really focus on our circle. I'm really focused on being targeted up front, and once you get to my content, we cater to them. And they share it, they comment, and then that exposes it to to the world and 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 my the reason i think that works is because it goes to the core principles of what has made a lot of the network marketing companies great it's word of mouth it's sharing their opportunity with friends and family so if we cater to our fans and to our followers and to our list and they do that is to me it's kind of like a internet version of them going to their friend and family and saying hey take a look at this and uh you know get value from it so that's what I would do to scale. I would do as much as you can and not really worry about the front end. But but I would be I'd make sure I'd build something on the back end, and then I would cater the fresh content to that to those individuals, and and, and uh, really start to look at excluding and including lists. So for example, someone hits um, a, a blog post. If I'm building a custom audience, then and I'm giving them a new article, let's say the next week make sure that I exclude them from the other ones so they don't consistently keep seeing the same thing, they see something new. And I think that that's what we do well so people don't get overwhelmed with the same stuff. It's like, man, this dude's consistently putting out fresh stuff all the time, but the people that saw the stuff before are seeing something different based on where they are. So we're constantly having whiteboard sessions where we map out, okay, this is me, I'm new, I'm struggling, where am I when I see this? Okay, I don't really know you, okay, let me kind of fill you out. Okay, now I'm seeing something new. We take them through that journey, and the game begins on the back end. So that would, that's how I would scale. And it doesn't matter what you're doing, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. It, at the end of the day, all of them now have the ability to allow you to build custom audiences, and that, again, is my, my opinion, is where the game starts. Love it, man. So. That is huge knowledge of all right there. And what I love about it, Vince, is it's universal to all platforms and mediums. And I, I totally agree with you. It's, you're focused on your circle, expanding that circle, and just creating that re, that that ratio of one, you know, point two or one point five or whatever it is. So for every one you get in the circle, they bring in, you know, more people, which is awesome. So I love exactly. it, man. That's great. Yeah, man. Pretty cool. All right. So I got another question for you um, because you've been around for obviously a decade or longer now. I mean, it, you've been you 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 know. People in this industry, they know you, they, they trust you, they bought your products. Um, you've seen it all. You've seen the Google days. You've seen, you know, the kind of like where we are today, where people are kind of, I feel personally, and the reason we launched MITS was I felt people got away from skill sets. Like when we started, mm-hmm. when I started learning from you, it was like I was learning to be a marketer. I really wasn't, I didn't expect, it wasn't like I was buying the product 
your product just to make money with the product. I was buying the product to develop the skills to become a better marketer, as Mike would always say, and as you would always say, improve my personal value level. That's where that came about. Today, people are just looking for the quick answer and solution. So where do you see the future going, and do you see that as a problem, and, and where do you see the future going? Like, What are your plans to really, um, as more people come onto the Internet, as businesses you know, aren't hiring like they used to because they're finding technology, you know, I feel like we're, this is the best time to be in this industry. It's the best time to develop skills. Do you see that, and where do you see it going, and what are you doing to position yourself in front of it? Man, what a great, great question, and I couldn't agree more. And, you know, I think that automation and technology is, is it's kind of like a, a double-edged sword. And on, on, in some ways, it actually breeds uh, complacency and laziness. And so people, they come into this business a lot now where it wasn't like that before, with the I, with a, a, an expectation that just doesn't match reality, and the expectation is is they can come in push a few buttons and you know start getting results, and that's the kind of the bad side or I'd say negative side of automation and 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 all the leverage points that we have available to us now. There's also a good side, and if you understand, like you said, Vince, the basic principles of marketing, and here's the thing is yes, the playing field is absolutely level with all of the resources, all of the tools that make getting into business super simple. Anyone can start a business right now and do it rapidly, like really quick. In fact, we teach people how to go from idea, concept, to cash within 60 days, and it's just, you know, with any kind of product or service, and it's great. It's amazing, and you couldn't do that when I first got started. And that's because of technology. It's because of automation. It's because of systems and processes that are readily available online. And so what a lot of people do, unfortunately, though, is they come into this business with false expectations or expectations that don't meet reality. And when they, get, when they find out, wow, this really does take knowledge, it does take you know, building up certain skill sets, like you said, things like understanding direct response marketing, copywriting, conversions, you know, measuring your metrics, uh, understanding how to, to grow companies and manage people, most importantly. I'd say more importantly than anything else, growth comes with man- understanding and managing people uh, as long, along with the marketing skills that you, that you have to learn. So I say that there's more opportunity available than ever before, especially for those who are willing to still understand the principles, the processes, and the systems that lead to results, that lead to growing real companies. So instead of coming into this business, my advice for the new person with the idea of pushing a button and making money, come into this business with an open mind and be willing to learn the skill sets, the timeless, proven processes and systems like direct response copywriting that will serve you for the rest of your life. And there's a difference between tactics. Tactics are absolutely essential. Tactics are always going to be essential for building a business. And tacticians are always going to be needed in business. However, by focusing on strategy, that's where you create wealth. And strategy is the timeless things, the things that last forever. Vince shared a knowledge bomb a moment ago with a, a principle that is a strategic principle that will take us into the coming age. And, when I, and I say that because it used to be about you know, building your email list. It still is. But you just said something really, really important. And without saying it, you know, saying it in a different way, maybe, it's more of instead of getting opt-ins, it's more about getting pixels, right? It's more mm-hmm. about creating a circle. It's more about creating community. And that's the evolution, and that's where we're going. And so learning skill sets like, like building relationships and, and maximizing your, your uh, relationships with your customers and thereby maximizing your value, that's where the world is going. And so I, just, I really just think that you hit it on the head, man. When you, with your question, it was almost like the answer was woven in. Yeah, and it's exciting. It's exciting because I think that today, you know, if I were if I were new, it would honestly take a little bit of pressure off of me, because when when I got started, it was like obviously build your list, which again I'm I'm telling you is important. It's the most important thing. Sure. But now you can get followers and Twitter followers and fans and you know YouTube subscribers, and there's ways to get that out and build that audience and all these platforms. In my opinion, a lot easier because when we got started. I mean, at least I can't say we. When I got started, it was really about Google AdWords, putting up an ad, getting a lead. Yeah. My mind was not focused on a fan, a follower, or a subscriber, you know? So it's, yes. it's really changed, and I think if you're new, that should be exciting. And the last thing I want to leave you guys with before we open it up, let you guys ask some questions, and I think one more question if you have one for me, um, Tim, definitely. But I would tell you guys this, listening, um, 
and this change, this is what helped me. Like when I first went to my first event, which was like No Excuses 1, and I think that's when I first met you, by the way. Um, and I remember thinking to myself, man, if, if I ever were in a position to speak or do anything like that, I want to, it to be one of those things where I give people information that they can implement immediately and get a result. Okay, I didn't want to be up there, you know, you got to work hard, and you got you know, one of those guys, and just if you work hard, you can make it happen. I wanted to be a guy to give you tangible strategies and methods that can help you build your business, and that's what I focused on, and that's why I love lead generation and traffic because I feel like if you do that, it's not everything, but it's a huge part of your business, and you can get a result. So my point I want to make to you is this. Myself, Tim, everyone we've ever had a battle mastermind with, we can't reach everyone in the world. I don't think people realize how big the world is. Like a lot of times you're comparing yourself with all of the people that are doing things that you see on a daily basis. The mindset that I had was this. I'm going to be the best traffic coach in the world. I'm going to learn how to do this because I'm going to do it. I'm going to be in the trenches. And whoever opts in and becomes part of my circle, I'm just going to teach them that. Because there's a good chance that they don't know Tim or Mike or anyone else. There's a good chance. I mean, I think that people think, like Tim and I walk down the street and t- people tackle us, like everyone knows us, like we're Michael Jackson or something. It's not like that. Maybe in our circle people know us, but my point in telling you that is the, there is an opportunity for you to build your audience and your message with who you come across. Like we can't reach the world, and I think that changed my mindset. And it was like if I just focus and I just get one person, teach them this week, and next week I get two, Teach them everything I know. They're going to respect me. They're going to love it. They're going to share people. I can grow my own organization and my own business. That was my thought process. I never, even to this day, to be honest, pay really a lot of attention to what's happening around in terms of who's doing this, who's doing that. I say, okay, what are the new concepts and strategies that are working? But I'm so focused on my circle, by the people that I'm connecting with, and how I can help them. And if you do the exact same thing, okay, you can grow an organization quickly. I don't know, do you Do you agree with that or – Oh my gosh, a hundred, hundred thousand percent. Yeah, uh, I couldn't agree more, man. And and that's everything, really. I mean, you're like you said, you're going to relate to people that I can't, or that some of the other leaders can't. And that's just it's your your own, you know, strengths, skill sets, your own personality. You're going to attract different people, and they're going to resonate with your message and who you are more so than anyone else. And that's just how it works, especially when you're you're focused on delivering value, which you emanate that. I mean, everything you do is all about how can I help people? How can I create value? And so that just creates that bond and that relationship that's, you know, that's the strongest and most powerful thing that you can have uh, with your community. So much respect, man. Absolutely. Anyone can do it. Anyone that has skill sets, there's people that will pay you for that. So invest in yourself and just like, you know, Tim always talks about and is improve your personal value level. So did you have another question for me before I open it up and allow a couple questions from some of the listeners? Um, I do, and this, and I, I hope it's not too long of a question. But I, I like to learn. I, I, I love um, I love stories, and I like to hear the lesson from the story. So I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna ask you to share something that maybe you haven't shared before with your own people. And I would like, and, and you're pretty pretty transparent. I love that. Uh, can you share Vince with with me and everyone else? Uh, your big, uh, give me one example of a really big win and a big loss, and the lessons therein. And so. I'd like to hear a, a specific campaign promotion or launch that totally blew you away that was unexpected success for you and what you learned from that. Also, on the flip side, uh, sharing a campaign promotion or launch that you thought would do great but t- that totally bombed and maybe sucked wind and you, you learned a lesson from that as well. So that's my okay. question for you. I hope it's not too long. <laughs> okay. Well, um, no, it's, it's not. I mean, I think that – well, the first here's the first thing I always do with marketing, like, I like to scale, so and, I, and I'm really into my numbers. My good buddy, you know, Matt Lloyd, he, he, I can say he's pretty much instilled that in me. And this guy looks at his numbers every second of the day. I'm not that crazy, but I do can check what's happening. So I know what I'm spending. I know what's happening at all, at every, on all fronts. So, um, you know, I remember one month I said, you know what, I'm going to scale up. I'm going to double my what we spent, and I'm going to just get more clicks. Then I, I mean, double the clicks I had before, and I don't really care what happens. I'm going to see what happens. I want to keep doubling and doubling and doubling. So what we did was I went outside of – the reason I even have what I told you earlier, staying inside of my circle, is because of the lesson I learned when I did what I'm about to tell you. So 
I just opened it up. I took this philosophy. I said, I'm going to open it up, and I'm not going to be as targeted. I'm just going to open it up. I feel like if I open up my marketing and I'm not as targeted and I double my the people looking at what I have, um, I should still be able to double my revenue, and it should be all good. So it was the biggest mistake we ever made. We ended up, one, we started chasing our tail. So we opened it up to, you know, not necessarily specific people in specific companies. We opened up to, like, entrepreneurs. It could have been, like, a person owning a, you know, a brick-and-mortar business. It was just like we just went crazy, and we lost our focus for that month. So – that was a huge failure. Failure. We ended up actually getting like ten times the clicks, and we made less. Um, in, in overall, we we made we made more money that month, but very little. Um, not as like probably ten percent more. And a lot of that was based on kind of luck, to be honest with you. But for what wow. we spent, it was a huge bomb. It was a huge loss, and it was just a, a greedy move. And it went against every principle that I've ever believed in, which is to be a surgeon when it comes to marketing. So my point is, just because a person is an entrepreneur, owes them business and can use more traffic and leads, I don't really know the wants and needs of the guy that owns the cleaners. You know, I don't really know. I'm not I, – I was trying to, you know, equate that my marketing message could still help them. And, yes, I believe my traffic strategies could, but the message wasn't congruent to what those individuals were doing. Okay, so opening it up to the world and just trying to get all these clicks and, you know, was a huge mistake. So the next month we say, okay, that clearly didn't work. So we said we're going to spend more, but we're going to spend more on our, the people that are in our list. So we uploaded all of our list that we've had, which you guys should all do into Facebook. We started targeting them. We started doing the custom audience strategies like we talked about, and we said we are going to be tight and we're not looking to blow up and be a $100 million company overnight. We started researching companies, and we realized the slow growth that most successful companies have. Most successful companies don't really like huge spikes. They like, they like steady growth. And one of the things that I love to do is study companies, period. I read a lot of autobiographies and study companies that fail and have success. And the companies that fail are usually the ones that have huge spikes that do what we're saying. They get, over over they get greedy, and they do something. And, yeah, immediately they start getting more sales, but they can't scale. The business from the bottom wasn't built on what uh, to handle that type of growth. And you can look around the Internet and, and just look at the companies that all of a sudden they're the hottest thing ever, then the next month they, they're horrible. They, they fail, they quit, they, they're not in business. But our company, we're quiet, we stand to the radar, and the reason it is is because we only cater to our audience. So be a surgeon, okay? Understand that you're in it for the long run. And I think that, in, in my opinion, you can grow a very profitable business, and you will grow, and you will um, reach all of your goals that you had. So hopefully that question, that answer answers your question. Huge, huge, huge. Yes, that was, that was right, that right there is one of those things that's, that's worth charging for, just saying. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was, and we thought we were going to crush it, too. I mean, we're going to open it up. We teach traffic. Anyone can use it. And it was just the worst thing ever. You know, and we said, who do we serve? What do I do? What do I know? Let's serve those people and let's serve them the best that we can. And we don't care if we're gaining one person extra a month or 100. We're just going to cater to them. And if you do that, um, you know, you'll, you'll see the growth that you're looking for. And, and that's kind of what our, our – uh, it's, it's written in the, in, the by, in the bylaws of the company. I mean, we'll never make that mistake again. So right awesome, man. Awesome. This was awesome. So what I want to do is, I, and, and I know we've got a lot of people listening in. It's one of the perks of um, being a level two member in our system. They get to listen in and actually ask questions. We definitely will release this uh, next week. But anyone listening in, go ahead and hit star six. I'm going to take two questions if you have a question for Tim. And uh, we'll let you guys out of here to um, work on your businesses. So star six if you have awesome. a question. And uh, let's have some fun. Yeah, I'm down. Don't everyone chime in at once. Vince, Sean Walker, how's it going? <laughs> hey, what's going on? Uh, it's going well. You know, my my question is is I've, I've been focusing a lot on sales letters and ad copy and, and improving my skill set there. Tim, what would you say is the best resource as far as learning, you know, outside of Ben Settle stuff, like as of, of learning ad copy or sales letters? Oh, man, I have so many resources for you. And I start, what was your name again? Sean Walker. 
Sean, awesome. Okay, so as far as learning copy, I mean, I've got so many resources I could share with you. So let me just go ahead and list some that come top of mind. How about that? Uh, first and foremost, I'm have, I actually have it in my hand right now. The Ultimate Sales Letter by Dan Kennedy. Almost everyone has that. You might already have it. Uh, I think that's a fantastic book. Again, talking about on the theme of principles that work and continue to work over time, this is, this is one of those books that I think is crucial. Let me pick another book off my shelf. This one's Influence. Or I think you say his name is Cialdini. Or Cialdini uh, mm -hmm. Influence. I think that's a brilliant book. Everyone talks about that. Uh, I think that's an awesome book. I also like uh, one that I don't know if it's in print still. I actually got this signed by uh, Joseph Sugarman, Joe Sugarman. It's Triggers. Uh, 30 sales tools you can use to control the mind of your prospect, motivate, influence, and persuade. Got another book in my hand. <laughs> this one's called The Irresistible Offer. It's by Mark Joyner. This is a signed copy by him. He, he's an acquaintance of mine. Uh, awesome book back in the day that was released. Let me see. What else do I have here? I'm just picking books randomly off my shelf that have helped me. This one's out of print as well. It's called Frogs into Princes. You might be able to find one on Amazon. Uh, it's about NLP, neurolinguistic programming, and it's a really good introductory guide to that. I thought that that was a, a really brilliant book written a long time ago. Uh, what else do I have as far as copywriting goes? I study uh, Frank Kern, love Kern stuff, everything that he's done uh, as far as webinars, influence, and, and um, marketing. Uh, I love Ryan Dice and Perry Belcher. Perry's a friend of mine. Uh, their stuff is absolutely brilliant. We also have a course uh, called the $30 million sales, Video Sales Letter Blueprint uh, that we have. I think it's 27 bucks. Um, I mean, there's just, I, you know, what, as a student of copy, for me, it's about continuing to learn and continuing to practice the stuff. And so it's all about understanding people. And so, I, I mean, yeah, invest in, in copywriting, invest in courses. Oh, one more I'll throw out there. David Garfinkel, uh, he's got one called Copywriting Templates. I've got the physical version. I don't think he has that available anymore. Uh, but you can join his, his um, membership website and get access to a bunch of his stuff. Um, and he's also got Breakthrough Copywriting Seminar and so on and so forth. Study Gary Halbert, um, Gary Bentevenga, uh, John Carlton, all those guys. And I just like basically when I'm studying something, when I want to learn a skill, I stop with watching TV. I don't listen to the radio. And I, I immerse myself in podcasts and audios and reading uh, that about that skill set for like you know a month or two and just practice that until I get really solid at it and then I continue to hone those skills over time but there's like a, an obsession that I'll have when I want to learn a skill set where I just surround myself with everything mar you, know, you know sales letter or whatever and it's just all I breathe I live it eat it breathe it sleep it like all hours of the day until I feel like I've absorbed what I need to absorb and so I'm a big believer in investing in education and, and reading so that's that's my advice. Absolutely. Well, that was perfect. I, I love the total immersion aspect. So I was writing as fast as I could, man. I really appreciate that. <laughs> right on, brother. And I would also throw in there, subscribe to some good entrepreneur magazines. Because if you just read the articles oh, and the man. way that they do it, I mean, Entrepreneur, Inc., um, Fast Company, those are all magazines that I subscribe to, Success. And just read the way they write. It's amazing. The copy you'll 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 figure out. Absolutely. I, I love magazines for that. I mean, just the ads that jump out at you. They spend millions of dollars researching their audience and understanding what they want and how to motivate them to buy issues because their business model is getting, you know, circulation uh, so that they, you know, can get uh, advertising revenue. And so they're just brilliant at, you know, gaining people's eyeballs and grabbing attention. And so going to a bookstore is like one of those things where, if you want a lesson in marketing, spend a day in the bookstore browsing magazines and looking at, at the headlines that, that, that suck you in. So absolutely, good point. Oh, one more awesome. I want to give you that I love is Joseph Campbell. Uh, I love Joseph Campbell's stuff. I've, I've, I've read a couple of his, his things. The one I've got on my shelf right now that's on my, uh, you know, he's got the, the hero's journey. Uh, this one's called A Hero with a Thousand Faces. I think anything Joseph Campbell, people love stories. And uh, and they love you know you know that's how you engage people is you engage people with stories and I, you know I got tons of other copywriting books I could probably throw out there but I just so many to name it's like <laughs> it's crazy yeah but uh, I think awesome. that I think that will give me a good start <laughs> cool awesome absolutely awesome Sean all right we'll take one more question star six you have a question for Tim and uh, let's get us out of here come on guys don't be shy. 
I know you got a question. Star six, going once, going twice, gone. All right, so Tim, tell us a little bit where we can connect with you, um, where people can get more of your products, and uh, we'll let you out of here, man. I mean, that was an awesome battle mastermind, and also just want to let you know you made it out alive. Oh, right on. I feel good. <laughs> I'm checking myself right now for bullet wounds and, yes. and, and uh, yeah, injuries, but I think I feel okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> No uh, problem. So much fun. Uh, okay, so, yep, my uh, website, EliteMarketingPro.com. You can check us out there. Subscribe to our list. Uh, check out our, our, our content, our products. We have lots of products that focus on helping marketers do what they do and get better at what they do. Constantly improving yourself is what it's all about. That's what we focus on. We, we believe in empowerment. And that's exactly – and Vince, you said it you hit it on the head again, as always. Jeez. Uh, you know, you bought our products for the purpose of improving yourself and getting better at skills. And that's what we focus on is how can we help people get better at marketing. And we have people that promote our products and stick with us as affiliates and partners for that reason. And so I think that that's, that's, that was, again, insight on your part and recognizing that that's what it's all about is serving people and making them feel better about uh, themselves and improve their skill sets and improve their personal values. So awesome that's stuff. Awesome. So that's and I'm sure they can connect with you on Facebook and everything as well if they have Please any questions. Please do. Find, hunt me down on Facebook. Stalk me. Let me know that you uh, heard me on, on Vince's webinar. I don't. Uh, I don't accept people that I that don't that I don't know typically, but you can still follow me. Also, Elite Marketing Pro, you check us out on Facebook. There, I think we have a, a pretty decent Facebook page. I haven't been on it in a few days, but um, you know we've got a community, strong community that follows us or that that posts there and, and whatnot. So definitely find us on awesome, Facebook. awesome man. Well, I think we you know it was an awesome mastermind. I was expecting more questions, but you know sometimes people get a little shy when they have to talk to Brad Pitt and on on, you know, on the line. They got, got a little gun shy today. <laughs> but no man, I really do appreciate I do appreciate you. Um, you know, you are definitely um, you know, a person that I feel should get a lot more credit for what's going on in the industry in terms of the good things. Um, because you you've really influenced a lot of people and uh, I just want to let you know that from me that I do truly appreciate you, man, and I'm I'm excited about the future. I'm excited about what you're going to do next and uh looking forward to making a lot more things happen, man. Likewise, and sharing the stage with you again will be such an honor and so much fun, and so we'll definitely have to, to get together and have a couple beers. Absolutely, absolutely, anytime. Uh, In fact, I hope you to maybe you can make it out to our um, Internet Traffic Live as well and um, be on our panel. Awesome. We're, we're having like a panel session. Love to have you there. Sweet, man. Shoot awesome. over the details. All right, All right guys. Well, it. Uh, I hope you got a ton of value. You guys are listening to Internet Traffic Jam, and like Ooh. always, my name is Vince Reed, and I'll see you guys on the Internet. Take care.